electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. That venture capital funding drought is not over yet, at least according to PitchBook. But SoftBank bucking the trend with a new investment just weeks after promising to go on the offensive. Our Deirdre Bosa has more in today's Tech Check. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Carl. Well, so there are these pockets of activity, generative AI being the hottest space, of course. But overall, the funding environment for startups and VCs themselves it does remain tight. Looking at first half data from PitchBook, deal activity continues to be subdued. Startups, especially at the earliest stages, they're seeing less funding. VCs and growth investors, they're also raising less money. In fact, they're on track for the lowest fundraising total since 2017. SoftBank, though, is not sitting on the sidelines any longer. Founder and CEO Masayoshi San a few weeks ago, you might remember, he said that they're going back on the offensive after being in defense mode over the past few years and overseeing massive losses at the Vision Funds. True to his word, Japanese robotics startup Telexistence announcing this week that it has raised $170 million in a Series B round from a group including SoftBank. Now, this all raises the question, could this be the beginning of Masa's return? That is his aggressive investment playbook that bit up WeWork and Uber to peak valuations, but eventually led to tens of billions of dollars of losses for the fund. Or will his approach be more disciplined this time around? So a lot of that may depend on ARM and how much investors will decide it is worth SoftBank still looking to IPO the chip company this year. And between the generative AI hype, in which ARM plays a key role, and public chipmakers' performance this year, it could be a lucrative source of cash to pursue more deals. And guys, there's a potentially new development this morning in Ant Group, getting a nearly billion-dollar fine from the Chinese authorities. It's a lot, but it also potentially clears the way for its eventual IPO, and that could indirectly help SoftBank because, stay with me, Alibaba owns a third of Ant, SoftBank has a stake in Alibaba, though that has been reduced in recent years. But that share price bump that we're seeing today of 8% is good news for Masa San and Co. I guess, Dee, it does make you wonder whether or not, if he is aggressive in this next round, whether it's going to be very tech-centric or include things like real estate and delivery like it did in the past. You can bet. <laughs> I'm fairly confident in saying this. That is going to be tech AI robotic focus. In fact, he has said as much, and he's been talking about AI for many, many years. Generative AI, slightly different story. They don't have a ton of investments in that space. But, you know, this 300-year vision that he talks about um, includes sort of the shift to artificial intelligence that he's been talking about. But you're right. In the past, it's been a lot of gig economy, a lot of delivery. Um, so e-commerce as well, although they would argue that e-commerce is related to AI. So we'll see. I guess the key, though, is are they going to be writing the kinds of checks that they've written in the past? And that is hundreds of millions of dollars up to billions of dollars. D, earlier this week, you were talking about how sort of the one area of these startups that were getting some funding was in AI. And so if Masasan is interested in that area, how will he be looking to value these companies? Will it be as traditionally we've seen that value? Or again, will it be a finer focus on the path to profitability? I mean, how do you look at this? This is the area that's exciting, but hey, maybe we've learned some lessons in the past. 
It's a great question. It's also an area that is already very, very hot. I mean, some of the folks I talked to here in the Bay Area say that there's already a bubble and you see a lot of investments into companies that are pre-revenue, not profitable, but it seems to be the space that has given a pass because of the promise of the shift. But, you know, question remains, are some of these companies features or products? And that's what's tripped up SoftBank in the past is investing in companies that don't really have sustainable profitability or even business models. Interesting stuff, Dee. Thank you very much. You know we're going to continue to talk about this for many, many months to come. Welcome back to Powerline. Shares of Alibaba jumping today, even though Ant Group, which Baba partially owns, has to pay nearly a billion dollars in fines. Deirdre Bosa joins us now with today's Tech Check. So why are investors reacting so optimistically to this fine? (laughs) Well, On one hand, a billion-dollar fine is a lot of money. It's one of the biggest fines levied on a Chinese company by the authorities. But the bigger point which investors are reacting to is that this perhaps signals the end of all of this regulatory pressure on Ant Group that started way back in 2020 ahead of its IPO. But when you think about how much value has actually been destroyed over the last few years because of this regulatory pressure, because of changes that Chinese authorities wanted the company to make to its business model, to its profitability— it is much, much bigger than a billion dollars. Take a look at the screen right now. It, at its peak, it was valued at over $200 billion. It is now valued somewhere around $64 billion. So that is just an enormous gap. And that has also hurt Alibaba. Alibaba has about a third, a 33% stake in Ant Group. So even if this does now free up Ant to go public, eventually have an IPO in Hong Kong or the US, most likely in Hong Kong, um, so much damage has been done to the company and Alibaba, which is it's a subsidiary of. And and uh, we've also seen some news on the, I guess, Alibaba's competitor, Amazon. We had, of course, yeah. uh, the CEO on yesterday. What did you make of that interview with John Fort? So there was sort of a silver lining for Alibaba here as well. And maybe some of that is the reason that it's doing well in the market as well. Maybe it's not just Ant Group, because you're right, it's rival Amazon, AWS, it's cloud business, which is a major player in China. So it competes with Alibaba in that market. We had Andy Jassy uh, last night saying that, you know, the Chinese cloud providers are actually really good. And he said that their AI capabilities are sort of on par with the American ones. Have a listen to what he said. There are some very strong cloud providers who are Chinese cloud providers in China. So Chinese companies in China are going to have access to AI capabilities, whether they come from U.S. companies, European companies, or Chinese companies. So, contestant Tyler, that's sort of a big vote of confidence from the largest cloud player in the world. He's directly referencing Alibaba because it is the biggest Chinese player globally. So perhaps some optimism there, but of course could be calculated on Andy Jassy's part, right? Um, We had reports that the Biden administration is looking at restricting Chinese companies' access to American cloud players like Amazon and Microsoft. I don't think he wants that to happen. So he's essentially saying here it wouldn't make that much of a difference because Alibaba and some of the other players have the same capabilities. So it would would require Amazon and Microsoft to ask permission before uh, assisting Chinese customers. Is the uh, the converse also true? In other words, would American companies have to potentially seek permission to um, use the services of Chinese cloud providers. I can't imagine many American companies, or for that matter, American consumers, would be comfortable uh, storing, transmitting data 
through Chinese clouds. There's not a lot of reason for them to, but for that exact reason, bilateral tensions are on the rise. There could be privacy concerns, security mm, concerns, sure. plus they have a lot of players here that they can use. However, it is kind of interesting that even Chinese players don't necessarily want to use the Chinese cloud providers ByteDance, right? The parent of TikTok used to use Alibaba Cloud. It switched over to an American player because of those security concerns and it wants to be seen as separate. All right. Well, it was also facing a lot of backlash from U.S. lawmakers in different states and at the federal level as well about uh, its ties to China. So limiting those ties would seem to make a good business case for yeah. growth here. Deirdre, thank you. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.